Here we go! Hey there, my name is Bubba. My name's Anna. And you are actually for real, for real, tuned in to another but very special episode of the Church Nerds podcast. You thought it was never going to happen, and friends, it almost didn't. It it almost might not. We'll see. I don't even know <laughs> if we are going to finish this episode. But I am committed. I know that you're committed, but that doesn't mean jack or squat as far as, say, your schedule and or PJ or anything is concerned. It's really difficult. We love doing this podcast. We love it. It, When we started this podcast, our life looked very different from the way that it looks right now. Fair enough. And so there have been developments, there have been children born that have gone into different stages of development and whatnot. And it turns out it is very, very hard to find quiet thinking time in our life right now. Yeah, very hard. Almost even feels like an understatement, if I'm being real. It's true. Uh, stuff keeps happening, like we sit down to record and someone throws up. The literal thing that Which happens. we talk about a lot on this podcast, and I'm sorry, but that them's the facts. So we have just come to a realization and understanding with ourselves, being real, knowing that within LTN, this is how we operate. If something is not hitting a standard, if it's missing a mark, everything's on the chopping block. Uh-huh. And so... Even if you're the CEO. Even if you're the CEO, here's the deal. Church nerds got to that point. So if you've wondered where have they been, I thought Bubba said the other week that they were recording an episode. We had planned to record the episode. Mm -hmm. I set everything up. We were ready to go. Yep. And then, (laughs) Yep. Something in our house threw up. Yep. And so we were unable to do that. And basically with what our time just allots for right now. This is, for all intents and purposes, the the final episode of the current era of Church Nerds. The current era. era. Woof. Radio Matt and myself, we are trying to work on what it looks like moving forward, but this particular episode is even airing because this is the Easter extravaganza. Easter extravaganza. And you know what? I think that we can do these things. Mm-hmm. Hypothetically little, speaking. Little, little surprises. Little surprises. So we're going to try and do that. Coker has some ideas about what he wants us to do. I've got some ideas about what we can actually do. But hey, in- like, you know me. I love talking. What? So yeah. it's not, you it's not that we do. don't want to do this. Well, and that's the thing, too, is like even some of the stuff that we've been talking about behind the scenes is... Um, Bubba, could you still do some other things? And the answer is yes, I can. My schedule is not the problem. Yeah. It's this beautiful woman sitting right next to me. It is I. Who at the time of this recording has been my wife for 15 years. 15 years. Hey, everybody. This is our 15th wedding anniversary. Feliz aniversario. Happy anniversary. I don't think you said the right word. I don't think... 
What do you think it is? I'm, I'm just going to Google. You think it's cumpleaños? Um, I thought that was birthday. That is... You just keep talking. I'll figure I it out. I thought it was... Hey, listen, I know I've been slipping on my Duolingo. No, you're right. You're yeah, right. You're I know. Right. I know. I know I've been slipping on my Duolingo. <laughs> but some things, you know, it's like buying a bike. You just never, you never forget. Um, I forgot about our anniversary this morning. Did you? I did. Until oh. I got to work and was like, oh, snap. Yeah. And then you text me. You said, happy I anniversary. I did. And I said, do, do, do. I think you have the wrong number. <laughs> you you did, did. say that I was and trying to plan me. I was trying to plan a super special date and you said I'm busy that's exactly what you yeah. said you literally filled up your entire week and weekend yeah. on our anniversary um, our 15th this is not like a no big deal anniversary 15 years nice round number is a really big deal I think I didn't fill it up Jesus filled it up. No, you have choices yeah, about my weekend you. runneth over. <sighs> no. Yeah, you're I'm always telling saying. me, volunteer, be a part of the church, do things. And the moment I do it, the one time, the, the one time I do it, this is what happens, guys. This is what 15 years of marriage gets you. I am just saying, check your calendar sometimes fair, for important dates. To be fair, I wanted to go I on a did. cruise. I wanted to go on a Sorry, special what? vacation this year for 15 years and a bunch of things happened Yeah, and that was impossible. So I thought, you know what would be nice one evening without our children. And I asked you and you said, nope, can't do it. I can't, so, I can't do Friday. Here's the deal. Or I was, Saturday. I gave you options. I was literally, sir. literally just talking to my dad. We are low key arguing. Yes, okay. we are. And well, we, we don't have a lot of time to talk to each other, so we have to do it um, live on the internet. <laughs> I was literally just talking to my dad about this because he's like, hey, tomorrow is our husband wifey day. When are you guys going to get out? And I was like, that's a great question. We don't do that. I took him through the whole thing about, you know, what's going on. And I didn't have it on my calendar, but I did tell you about it. I did say that. And you're like, when did you tell me this? And I was like, well, somehow this is going to come back and be my fault. And I accept those terms. But at the same time, um, the, the death, burial and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ does take precedent. And just, so we have this little thing, this fun, this fun little thing that we do all the time where I don't look at Bubba's calendar at all. And then I say, Hey, what are you doing today? Or what are you doing on such and such a date? And you look at me and say, did you look at my calendar? And I say, Nope. I asked you, um, you could just look at your calendar and tell me, or I could leave right now and go look at it, but it'd be faster if you just look at, at it and tell me. And then, you know, we, you know, bicker about it a little bit. And then, well, I didn't do that this time. Literally, I did not do anything at all. I looked at your calendar and it was empty. Listen. And so I contacted a babysitter and said, hey, I would like to surprise my husband. And we were like, great. And we set it up and I said, hey, don't fill up your Friday. I already checked. It's empty. Mm -hmm. And you had not I added didn't. it to your calendar and said, I told you about that thing. I did. I How did. dare you? I did. I did tell you. I told you, you so hard about it. You can't just tell me that in passing. I have a lot of things in my brain. <laughs> you tell me things in passing all the time. <laughs> Naomi the other day said, I don't know why, mommy, but I feel like when there's a, a date on the calendar, like on a certain day, and I've been looking forward to it, I can just remember it. 
and you can't do that. <laughs> and I was like, oh, friend, oh, gotcha. it's not that I can't do it. It's just that there are so many dates rattling around in my brain. Yeah, and she's like, like what? A week. Like what? And I was like, stuff that doesn't matter to you, like what day the water bills do, you know, that kind of stuff. I am glad that that it's, matters it's to you. It's full of a bunch of stuff. So when you say, hey, I'm going to be d working with so-and-so all day, Friday and Saturday of Easter week. Pfft. No. When you, nope. when you set that up with the babysitter. Yes. Did you remember that it was Easter? Yes. Well, I was looking oh. at the cat. I was looking at the calendar and I knew it was Easter weekend. Yeah. And so I was like, hey, it's a long shot. Are you available? Yes. Yes, they were. I don't believe you. Hey, well. speaking of Easter weekend, I bet you thought that was the banter. It's <laughs> not. Speaking um, of Easter weekend. Hey, <sighs> Easter eggs. Easter eggs. Well, yeah. So... There's been a lot of memes around the internet because in case nobody's heard, there's a chicken shortage. Is it a chicken shortage or an egg shortage? Well, this thing happened where like two huge chicken farm things. Okay. I don't know what they call, what do they call them? Chicken plants, chicken, chicken ranches. Anyway, two know. of them burned down and there is a lot of oh, conspiracy theories what there's uh, a lot of conspiracy theories about it chicken. and tinfoil hat stuff but the result of that is that eggs have gotten quite expensive and yeah. so there's been like uh we're gonna have to start painting something else this year because these these eggs and it'll be like eight dollars and 44 cents a dozen but that has to be like Somebody is hand feeding them like 44. Uh, it would. Yikes. Yeah. Well, I mean, not my eggs. Hashtag yeah. not my Easter not eggs. My eggs. Anyway, so here's my here's my banter idea. What are things that we could dye or or paint instead of eggs? Yeah. We don't have to. Why do we paint eggs? And it doesn't have to be eggs. What else could we decorate? Could or could not be readily available. Right. So I was thinking, hey. Marshmallows. Mm. Let's just decorate marshmallows. marshmallows That's fine, right? I guess if you if you did them with like food coloring and not paint, because then you could eat them. Frosting. Yes. <gasps> Frosting. Uh-huh. And I do sprinkles. Like that. Uh, what about Amazon boxes? <laughs> you get a bunch of packages. You just decorate them. You can put candy in them. That's a pinata. I just described a pinata. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized that as we were going through that. <laughs> that that's accurate. Yeah. We've done a lot of pinatas lately real, also. Hold, please. Real talk. Okay. We got a lot of things we haven't talked about in a while. We went across the street last weekend to a Easter egg hunt and uh -huh. fun with just literally the best neighbor on the planet we may ever have. Yeah. That's probably accurate. Okay. That's, that's real. Um, invites us. And our kids specifically just invites us over to their Easter shenanigans Easter stuff with like his every year and all sorts of stuff. They have potato sack races and we all came, that. We came late from church because we mm -hmm. had another meeting to get to. They waited. Mm -hmm. That's bonkers. I don't know that we would have waited. They waited for, for us to get there because they're grandkids and it's just fantastic. Anyway, the best built piñata I have ever seen in my entire life. 
I thought that thing was never going to Usually explode. you go to pinata, you know, um, swingums, and it's just like three kids get up, boom, there's candy all over the place. This one, we, we went through. We went through the entire line three, three times. times. Yeah. 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 And even then it was like, all right, I'm just going to shake this thing because like <laughs> it, once we finally uh, decapitated this minion, which is what it was. It's a minion. It was usually they're like paper mache, you know, kind of I poorly mean, it, put it together. Was. No, 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 no. This was a freaking it was cardboard, cardboard boxes. box. Yeah. Which I mean, it's probably not authentic. Anyway, uh, whatever. Okay. Pinatas. Yeah. So you think we should Amazon decorate? Yeah, just, <laughs> that's ridiculous. Yeah, my, my unique idea was pinatas. Uh, how about paint some tiny little rocks? Oh, small rocks. Yeah. I like it. Uh, don't eat them. Don't eat, don't eat that. Don't what eat if, the rocks. What if we made luchador masks? This is your most ridiculous idea. What if we made them and then they were like, you could sew them. You could spend all year sewing them. Okay. Uh, kind of a one size fits all with a little stretchy in the back. And then the kids could paint them in w whatever way they wanted to. And when we do the cascarones and smash them on each other, then you have something fun and exciting. I wish you could see my face right now. It's the, it's the face of acceptance. It is not. She's, that is not accurate. I'm having, I'm having, hey, Anna, sit down. Don't start making those just yet. Okay, let's wait. She's not moving. Mm, okay. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, yeah, you said we become the Easter eggs. That's what uh, you told me mm, we when become. we were talking about this. Decorate luchador masks yeah. and then become the Easter yeah, eggs. You are the Easter egg. No. Okay. Uh, potatoes. That, uh, hey, mm. when I was looking this up, if you cut into them, they actually are Easter egg shaped. I mean, yes. Here's and the thing. you can cut them into like stamps, mm. like cut designs into them. Everybody knows about potato stamps, but then sure. you like stamp and you have these cute little Easter eggs. I mean, this entire list just kind of like screams depression era. It really does. <laughs> but nothing says it louder than potato Easter eggs. <laughs> Easter taters. Easter taters. See, now I'm into it. Easter taters. Easter taters. Mm, no. Taters. No. Um, what about toes? What if you just painted toes? <laughs> it would make the hunt a lot easier because you'd find 10 of them. Just, well, usually 10 of them just right there. <laughs> yeah, I think we're on something with toes. You're ridiculous. Oranges. Let's paint some. After, at this point, all I could think of was round fruits and vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, Anna, Anna was not very creative I'm, after a while. No. This was her idea, and she just kind of <laughs> landed into cylindrical, you know. Is it round and small, and is it edible? Let's paint it. Yeah. Tomatoes. Not cylindrical, spherical. Um, what about, last one I have on this list is those paintable pop figures. Okay. Like Caleb has. Yeah. Paintable I pop mean, figure. that seems... Seems doable. I mean, Funko's literally throwing them away. <laughs> Toss them into a landfill. Oh, light bulbs. Um, could paint some light bulbs. Could. You're, uh, don't throw away those light bulbs, people. Save them and paint them for Easter. Easter. As a bonus, this is my million dollar idea. Okay. In as much as it pertains to Easter egg hunts, biodegradable Easter eggs that have uh, like, like seeds. Grass seed, like. In um, the egg. you're talking about seed bombs. Yes, but like you can still put candies in them. Because here's the thing: you go and you do Easter egg hunts. See, seeds. 
What yeah. kind of seeds are you talking about? Grass seeds, not egg Grass seeds. Seed. Oh, Grass oh, seeds. okay. That's not how so you grow the Easter shell. Eggs. Okay, for it's important to me that you understand that eggs are biodegradable. The Easter egg, the, the like when you go and you do Easter egg hunts, <laughs> nobody's hunting for hard boiled eggs, right? <laughs> Hopefully. Some people probably are, are. If you are or you know somebody who is. The hundred day old egg people. If you see something, say something. Okay. Like friends don't let friends hunt for hard boiled eggs. And so, <laughs> um, but with these, we, we were across the street doing the Easter egg hunt yep. and I was talking to them. I was like, Hey, Tony, when's the last, well, when did you find the last egg from last year? And he goes, Oh, last week, you know, making a joke, but uh-huh. kind of. Kind of also not, because when we're, you're just scattering the eggs to the four winds. Oh my gosh, there were so many eggs. And so my million dollar idea that probably already exists is hmm. biodegradable, hmm. compostable Easter eggs that you can put candies in and all sorts of stuff that have seeds like in them. Got it. Yeah, I'm picking, up what you're, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, still would probably the Google search exists. So, oh, look, compostable Easter eggs made from sugar cane and wood pulp. Okay, I don't know why sugar cane. Yeah, are we supposed to eat it? Uh, no, I guess I'll try. No, it. I'll eat a no. couple and I'll get back to you. Okay. Well, hey, huh? uh, those are just some of the things that we think might be if you're kind of on a budget, you're not balling on that egg money right there. Um, <laughs> you know, maybe times are times are tight. You can use some of these things for your festivities. But hey, we're going to take a short break. We are so excited to be back with you guys. And we are trying. We went super long on that segment. This is not good for us because we're trying to get this episode done and out. And you may be noticing that you're not watching this episode in order for us to even try to get it out. It's true. We could not record the video, which is couldn't a do it. bumski because I really enjoyed doing that. Oh, yeah? Yep. Oh, well. Oh, well. Uh, but hey, we're going to take a short break, but don't go anywhere because when we come back on our Easter egg extravaganza episode, we're talking all about Easter eggs that we're finding in your culture right here on the Church Nerds Podcast. Hey everyone, I'm Hector Mirai, and this is Faith and Fandom 180 on LTN Radio. So I just finished up three days at a Comic-Con. Long, eight-hour days in a dungeon of sweaty nerds. And in the process, you know, it can be pretty easy to uh, get grumpy, get a little uh, musty with your attitude. And especially when... uh, the con floor closes at eight o'clock, but there's parties and stuff going on till 2 a.m. So people are kind of like usually a little saucy at first things in the morning. So uh, Sunday morning, the last day of the show, uh, I go to my booth to just put out some signs saying where I'm going to be because I had a geek church service first thing at the show. And uh, I wasn't going to be at my booth for like the first hour and a half, two hours. And I was just letting everybody know where I was. And so I'm in the process of uh, getting my booth ready. I'm sweaty. I'm moderately exhausted and uh, just trying to rush to get to the church service on time. And uh, someone uh, turns 
to me at my booth and uh, as I'm getting ready and they asked me how do I get to booth H1 and you know I could have had a lot of different options in my attitude I could be like check a directory I could have been like just cold or shrug or whatever so I didn't and I was like okay well I'm booth I'm row I so you basically just need to go about three tables over and you should be on row H and it would be the first one and I look and see who I'm talking to, and it's Stephen Amell, uh, Arrow, from the DC Universe. And he was trying to find some people that had made prints of him, and he was going to talk to them. And he saw me and just asked how to get where he was going. Now, he's not like, you know, he's a person, he's you know not that special, but I would have felt a little douchey had I been super rude to, you know, a superhero first thing in the morning. And it reminded me of this verse in Hebrews 13 too, that says, Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing so, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. Now, Stephen Amell's not an angel, and I think it just is a bigger picture for us. Remember, we don't know who people are or what they're going through, so it's always a win for us to show kindness, grace, and compassion. Remember to catch Faith and Fandom 180 every Wednesday morning on the Back Row Morning Show only on LTN Radio. And if you'd like to learn more about Faith and Fandom, head over to faithandfandom.org where you can learn about our Comic-Con ministry, podcasts, memes, apparel, and book series. You can even read new chapters before they make it to the next book. I'm Hector Mirai, and thank you for spending the last 180 seconds with me. Welcome back to Church Nerds. Once again, my name is Bubba. My name's Anna. And we didn't even talk about it at the beginning, but I think we alluded to it a little bit. I'm the CEO, founder here at Love Thy Nerd. We We didn't didn't introduce ourselves ourselves. at all. We just jumped right into it. Hey, go us. Um, We are married. I'm sure you could tell from the first segment. (laughs) (laughs) What what kind of anniversary would we be having if we weren't married? Our friendiversary. If you know people who... Uh, talk about each other and to each other the way that we do. You should just suggest <laughs> that they get married if they are not already. So, hey, anyway, uh, like we had mentioned before, this is a very special episode of the Church Nerds podcast, and we're trying something a little bit different so that it is more sustainable. And in mm. today's episode, this is our Easter extravaganza, and we thought that it's only fitting that we take the next roughly 20 minutes or so to talk about. Easter eggs that maybe we have not necessarily experienced all of these. Uh-huh. Some of them we have, some of them we haven't. But what does the internet say are some of the best Easter eggs in nerd culture? And when you say Easter eggs, you're not talking about literal things that you dye mm-hmm. or paint. Mm-hmm. No, ma'am. What is an Easter egg? Easter eggs are things that are hidden maybe behind a door or sometimes even right there in plain sight. But when you find them, your mind melts just a little bit and you got to scoop all that stuff back into your head. Changes the way you look at it. Does that not happen for you with Easter eggs? Just me? I don't, I don't want to hear about scooping anything from my head. I didn't say goop. You said scooping. I said scoop, but not goop. And now you made me say it twice. But you have to scoop thing. Never mind. 
So anyway, Easter eggs, right? Like where did they where did they come from in digital form? Like what was their genesis? Um, in the video game world, Easter eggs originated with a game called Adventure on the Atari. Okay. So released in Christmas of 1979, Atari's Adventure is really considered to be the first action-adventure game. Um, it also introduced, like I said, the Easter egg into the gaming world. You basically move a dot down a corridor, and your character, really just a colored-shaped square, will enter a room. And this room, it, you weren't even supposed to get there. It was like you were breaking through a wall in order to do that. But back then... Um, you were not able, as a video game developer, you, you were not able to get credit for the things that you had done. So when you entered this room, your name was not on the box. It was nowhere on the cart. There was no internet or anything for people to go and see who made these things. So as you entered this room, the words created by Warren Robinette were right there vertically in the center of this room. Now, it ended up being that the Easter egg itself ate up like 5% of the cartridge storage space. Uh, but instead of really doling out the tens of thousands of dollars that it was going to take to produce an Easter egg-free version of the game, Atari just left it in and let it go. And thus, the Easter egg in video games was born. Hey, look at that. Yeah. So that's that kind is of the, kind of a raw deal to design something and then not have any... Not have any credit. Yeah, given. and that's kind of the thing is that they they looked at it. Um, you know, uh, Warren looked at it and was like, uh, "No, thank you." <laughs> like I'm putting a lot of my time and energy and effort into this thing, and so I'm really grateful that he went ahead and did that because of some of the other things we're going to talk about on this list. What do you got? Uh, well, I I'm not talking about video game Easter eggs. Um. I am leaning more into what would be more, I guess my wheelhouse is like children's movies. Okay. Okay. I thought you, you were going to do like a sewing the, Easter egg. Oh no, 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 no. Uh, the whole, uh, Faberge eggs mm. for sure. No, the, um, like Disney Pixar Easter eggs. There's a bunch of them, Oh, yeah. which of course I think, I want to say that we've done an episode on this a long time ago, but like the, the, the Pixar theory. Oh man. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of the Pixar theory has to do with a bunch of the Easter eggs because that's something that they love to do. And there are certain ones that I think everybody is not, I want to say it's not everybody, not everybody's familiar with, but like commonly known ones, like the, a113, I think maybe yeah. it is, that's like a number that's often found in different movies, which is, I can't remember, like their uh, sweet number yeah, or something. A, was, I think it was the either the room or the sweet number for the, like the animation studio. Uh-huh. Um, the, uh, the Pizza Planet truck. Yeah. I think either the symbol or the truck itself is pretty much in every pixar movie and yeah. stuff like that but there are i don't know there are some other ones that are more you know i didn't know about all of these i know about some of them but i really like because you're about to get into specifics before we get specifics generally speaking i really like that it is a hindsight kind of retroactive thing like some easter eggs you're looking at marvel movies and stuff like that if you know about what's going on in the universe and in comics and all that stuff, 
that's where those Easter eggs are. They may uh-huh. not really materialize into a whole lot of anything, but you can go, that's, oh, that's that character from whatever. Mm-hmm. With Disney Pixar, it's usually, not usually, in every movie, they hint towards the next thing that's coming. Right, but you don't know which no thing it's going it to be. And then, and then and there are YouTube in. channels that are dedicated to going back and finding the the Easter eggs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, what's the, what's the name of the new one that's coming out? Fire and Ice something. I don't know. Something, I actually anyway. don't know. Um, the name's not Fire and Ice, but it has to do with, oh, Elemental. That's what it is. And they went back and found it in Lightyear. And it was like obscure. It was in a vending machine. Oh, Oh yeah. my gosh, it was gnarly. Yeah. I mean, some of them, as I'm even looking through lists, I'm like, I, I really need to go watch some of these movies because I can't even see the things that they're talking about in the pictures they post. And I'm like... Really? Really? But, yeah. you know, I don't know. Uh, so speaking of piñatas, <gasps> we talked about piñatas already. Piñatas? Uh, in Coco, there's like a piñata place. Yes. And Mike, Sully, Buzz, and Woody are all... Oh, really? In piñata form. Uh-huh. Interesting. Yeah. That is an interesting one. I really... Coco is fun. I wonder uh, how that fits into the Pixar theory. <laughs> I don't know. It's been a while since I researched the Pixar theory because people people go really crazy with that. And it's like, is it really a thing or is it just these designers enjoy callbacks and, you know, to old movies? And And, how much are they trying to break it now? Like, oh, let's put this in and see if they can make it fit, you know? (laughs) Yeah, maybe. I don't doubt the Internet. Uh, This was one I didn't know about that I found interesting. Um, Some scenes from Up. Mm-hmm. are in memory orbs in Inside Out. Get out of here. Yeah. I'm going to need you to send me that website. I need to, <laughs> I need to dive in. Uh, well, now, like, just we should just watch Inside Out, and but only pay attention to memory orbs I ever. I feel like crying today, so I'm not going to watch Inside Out. <laughs> I know. I, t- I turned to that movie on at, um, I, I take care of kids on, um, a, a day of the week that doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, and part of what I do is because it's just a bunch of kids just running in and out and we're all in one room pretty much the entire time. So I just keep a movie going for kids who just want to sit and watch. Yeah, self-defense. And I turned up on and everybody was locked in. Serious? Well, yes. Everybody stopped what they were doing and they were watching for that first sequence. And I'm oh, like, you guys, yeah. I just have to tell you right now that Miss Anna is in little misty eyed definitely going to be crying pay no mind it's going to be ugly it's fine <laughs> up uh, is getting a uh disney plus series i believe mm, yep okay speaking of up uh back to the video game realm because we we're supposed to ping pong and you just charged ahead and oh yeah and... sure it's fine one of my favorite video games of all time is a game called diablo 2 no and you like diablo uh, a little, little bit a little bit <laughs> Um, that was the game that for those of you who I can't wait for Diablo four to come out. And I mean, I'm just, I'm going to put it on the credit card I'm going to get that game. Even though I think that it was strictly banned in my household. I have said this before and I'll say it again. The way that I got my grandmother to let me install it on her computer was I told her that I was killing demons (laughs) and that's accurate. It's just not completely factual. (laughs) So uh, it was a quote-unquote Christian game because it was killing <laughs> demons and ultimately killing the devil. So <laughs> I win. Um, Diablo 2 
There is there is a, a level in there called the cow level. And anybody who's played this game will tell you that they've if they've played it for any really length of time, you've been to the cow level and it legitimately is just a bunch of stand-up cows that are the biggest <laughs> pun intended beefiest um, you know people uh, people uh, enemies in the game mm-hmm. and uh, I think it makes sense because uh, you know uh, golden calves and whatnot there they're evil we got there yeah uh, well I mean in Diablo 2 Lord of Destruction which is the the expansion that came out for it it's like the definitive version of it um, the the big baddie that you're fighting is Baal or Baal. Uh-huh. And so that makes a lot of sense. That Cow dude. Moloch and Baal. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Molech. that uh, Moloch was the guy in Mortal Kombat. Molech was the... <laughs> um, but that led to, in Diablo 3, they created something that was a little bit less, you know, it was more ridiculous than stand-up cows. It was now you're, you go into this place called Whimsy Shire, and it's a bunch of unicorns. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so we just were like, um, deep end, that was years ago. Yeah. Let's go further. You found a way to spiritualize the cows. Absolutely. We're yeah. going to give you some unicorns. Good luck with unicorns there, my guy. Mm. What you got? Okay. Uh, hey, did you know that Bomb Voyage? Do you know who Bomb Voyage is? From the Incredibles. He's the mime. Oh, Bomb Voyage. Okay. Uh, no, he can this. also be found in Ratatouille. Such an obscure character. How would I have known who Bomb Voyage was? Well, he's in Ratatouille uh, when uh, I think Colette and uh, the the Ratatouille guy. What's his name? Mr. Tui. Mr. Yeah. Mr. Uh, Tui. Anyway, they're like walking through a place and there's a mime. Like they walk past him and it's 100%. 100%. Bomb Voyage. Man. Okay. Yeah. So that puts it. Pixar theory-wise, that puts it at the exact same time as The Incredibles. <laughs> yeah, exact I, same time. I as guess the so. I guess so. Big fan. Um, hey, uh, back in video games, how about a game that came out on the PlayStation, the OG PlayStation, a game called Metal Gear Solid. It was super like stealthy and all sorts of stuff. Well, it did something that no other game had done, and. I don't know. I, th- I think few games have done this since then, but it was produced by a company called Konami. And when you got to a an enemy called Psycho Mantis, something really weird would happen. As he's going through his, um, you know, evil people like to they like to monologue, right? And so as he's going through his monologue, he is reading off your memory card. And so if there is another Konami game that you have a save for on your memory card, he will actually reference it in game by saying things like, you like Castlevania, don't you? And it's meant to mess with you as a player and to get into your head and to make you think that the game can actually read your mind. Yeah. Pretty gnarly. Don't like that. Pretty gnarly. They are spying on us. Yep. Uh, A little bit of spyware in your... It is like spyware. It's kind of it's it's exactly like spyware actually. Yeah. But it only read it only read Konami games. It's responsible. Yeah. Responsible spyware, so. I guess, as it were. 
Uh, okay, well, so there's a lot of uh, Toy Story and Bugs Life kind of uh, crossover type of stuff. It said, you know, at one point you can see the little fat caterpillar guy, you know, as they're like chopping through the bush. Okay. Um, that you can see him. And I knew that that was in one of the like uh, bloopers. You know, back oh, when they were, yeah, like they had to create their own bloopers at yeah. the end oh of Toy gosh, Story. Dude. You remember that? Oh. I know, and it was funny. I can't believe it, it worked so well. It did so well. Rehearsed bloopers. Rehearsed bloopers. Brilliant. Oh my gosh. Uh, Normalize that again. <laughs> and so, but I don't know if when he's actually going, like when that scene is really happening in the movie, if you can actually see the little. Caterpillar. This article says you could. I I question mm, I question right, that. Yeah. But the other thing is that in I think Toy Story Two is that the Al's Toy Barn one. Al's Toy Ban. Yeah. Um. At one point when you're walking through the Toy Barn, there is a whole wall of like Bugs Life toys. Really? Yeah. Why? Like the big rhino guy. I don't think that they had done much outside of. Bugs Life yet. There was no real Pixar I think theory. Bugs Life was the first one. It was just a callback to one, and then done. Toy Story. Not, I don't know if this is accurate, but hmm. Bugs Life was their first big thing. And then and then Toy Story. Yeah. Well, there goes the rest of my day. I <laughs> piece together the Pixar theory again. Oh, well, good luck. Hey, what about NBA Jam? He's on fire from downtown. Do you ever play NBA Jam? Absolutely not. Okay, well. I almost bought an NBA Jam uh, yeah, arcade one-up machine, which I yeah. still still want a lot, actually. Um, I don't need it because I don't ever play these ones, but it doesn't mean I don't want it. In NBA Jam, specifically term, tournament edition for the Super Nintendo, they added a plethora of cheat codes that you could do. And they added people in, like, you could play as the Clintons, uh, which was President Clinton at the time. You could play as Prince Charles, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Um, I don't remember if it was this one or other ones. You could play as Sub-Zero and Scorpion. Like there were so many other characters that they just added into the game. And it was absolutely ridiculous. Um, I think at one point they added other like historical figures like um, like maybe like uh, Benjamin Franklin and like some other people. But it was just, let's put as many crazy people in this thing as we possibly can. Uh, and since you did another one back-to-back, -back, I'm going to do another one back-to-back. -back. Speaking of Metal Gear from a, a while ago, in Metal Gear Solid 3, there is a there is a boss fight in there where you're, it's really just a sniper battle. And if you are looking for fast-paced action, this is not the game for you. It's just not. Because <laughs> you could get locked into that battle for hours. I don't like And you're not doing any. You're just sneaking. You're uh, sneaking around. Those wouldn't work in our house because I'm like, hey, man, you, you've been on for an hour yep, here. Up, you got to turn it off. Oh, mom. And so the, the Easter egg to this is not the fight. The Easter egg is you basically go do whatever you want to do. You just sit there, stay hidden, go do whatever you want to do, leave, whatever, doesn't matter. Um, you could save the game. You could turn it off. You could leave it on. doesn't matter. Whatever you want to do. You leave for a while, like a week or so, okay? And then come back to it, and the old man will have died of old age. 
and you win the fight. <laughs> bum, bada, bum. Video games. Ta-da! Ta-da! And you, you, you feel real good about that win. Oh, heck yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, well, in Finding Nemo, in the waiting room of the dentist's office, there's a couple of Easter eggs. One of them is Mr. Incredible on a magazine cover that a kid is reading. No way. Yep. And the other one is like there's a little toy box, toy chest thing, and Buzz Lightyear is laying on the ground. All right. So at that point, they got to know, right? Who? The Pixar. They got to know what they're doing. Yeah. All right. They're not just like, oh, ha, ha, ha. they're like building a universe. Oh, why, why do you think they're building a universe? Why? They're putting all their things in all the spaces. And so the internet was a thing at that time. Mm-hmm. They knew what they were doing. Well. They didn't know, but they knew, you know? I don't know, man. All right, your turn. You know who didn't know? Nintendo. When they added, this is the first one that I knew about. First Easter egg I ever, ever knew about was the warp pipes in Super Mario Bros. That came out almost 40 years ago, okay? You could, you know, get on top of the level, jump across, get in a warp pipe, take you to another area. You could find another way to get to another warp pipe. Basically took you all the way to the last end of the end of the game. This was... This is, this is like a mechanic. It's not even you're not breaking the game. Like, it's built into the game. And this was a mechanic that when I, when I learned about that, I just thought I was the smartest person in the world. Like, nobody will ever be smarter than, than me <laughs> at that moment. Yeah. And it was such a good mechanic that other games actually started to institute that. And it, inf- it was a self-fulfilling prophecy because it actually, if you go through and you play uh, Super Mario World on the Super Nintendo they added that in as a legit mechanic. There were different ways that you could actually beat a level. So if uh, if a level, I forget if it was like blinking red or something like that, if, if the level itself, the marker on the map was a different color, then it would tell you that it had two separate ways that you could beat it. You could find a key and go through an extra thing that would lead you to an extra space that would allow you to, you know, kind of move in a different direction. Mm-hmm. And they even put in a thing called the Star World, which is, bonkers crazy and wonderful that you could only get if you were playing the game searching for the easter eggs in the game Mm. different ways to beat the level that were not normal linear right and so i really love that and appreciate that something that was uh, it was deliberate when they put it in the first time but it was not like the intended way for people to play through the game they probably thought it was going to be a fun you know kind of thing for people to experience and uncover Mm-hmm. then became legitimate mechanics for replayability, mm-hmm. you know, 10, 15 years later, whatever it was. How I mean, is that now. an Easter egg or is it like a cheat code? It's not of? a cheat code. It's not because you don't input anything. You have to go and find the key in order to get to the space that is created for that key that opens up a separate level um, or a separate way that you can beat that that leads to another level. Mm-hmm. To me, I think that's definitively Easter egg. Well, I'm saying, yep. Uh, we were bringing back an oldie but a goodie last night. Uh, you were showing me that on your uh, Xbox yep. web browser thing, you can play Age of Empires 2. Yep, uh, Age of Empires 2. What is it called? There's another word because it was like a little bit different. It than was I a had deluxe played. edition, yeah. yeah uh, something anyway, definitive, maybe, yeah. 
yeah, I think that was it. <laughs> anyway, I was like, okay, so how do I, how do I enter my sweet cheat, cheat codes, <laughs> get the super fast villagers and the race car, the race car that shoots things. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. Anyway. You can, yeah. You can't do that. Oh, you can't. I don't think so. Not in the tutorial oh. anyway, much to your chagrin. Like obviously they wanted you to do it or they wouldn't have designed a race car. Okay. To, I mean, fair enough. Come on. Fair enough. But we're not talking about cheat codes, Anna. That's not what this <gasps> one's about. Anyway. This, this was about Easter eggs. Easter well, eggs. Hey, it's we want to know, hit us up on social media at Love Thy Nerd on whatever your favorite platform is. Let us know what some of your favorite Easter eggs are or join us in Discord, lovethynerd.com slash Discord if that's your jam. And tell us, hey, what are some of your favorite and most memorable Easter eggs in nerd culture? We did not even talk about Marvel movies really because that's not where Anna has her expertise. It's true. Yeah. Or like... Was there ever an Easter egg that you found yourself that the internet didn't tell you about? You just genuinely discovered, like. I feel like had, a lot of those are going to be false memories. <laughs> that's my, that's my thought. But if you think that you found it on your own, hey, let us know. We'd love to hear about that. I have never found one on my own, personally speaking, but, you know. Next time. <laughs> Next time. Well, hey, we're going to take a short break, but don't go anywhere because when we come back, we're going to be do doing the thing that we do here on Church Nerds, which is we're going to take a look in the next segment at this very topic, but from a biblical perspective. So what are some of the biblical Easter eggs that we find in the Bible right here on Church Nerds? We here at LTN Radio know that not everybody is nerdy in the same ways, and you might find yourself in a situation where you hear a word or a phrase that you've never seen before and have no idea what it means. Well, have no fear. I'm here to help. Today's word is botch. And in fact, I've got a definition from two different sides of the Love Thy Nerd spectrum. First up, Dungeons and Dragons. A botch in D&D is when a player or a DM rolls a one. It leads to a critical failure, usually with dire or hilarious consequences. Moving over to wrestling now, a botch is when a professional wrestler attempts a scripted move or spoken line that does not come out it was, as it was originally, just like that, as it was originally planned due to a mistake, miscalculation, a slip up, or an error in judgment. Hope this helps. Come back next week for another nerdy definition. Hey there, and welcome back to Church Nerds. Once again, my name is Bubba. My name is Anna. And today on our very special egg extravaganza. Easter egg. Try again. One, two, three. Easter egg extravaganza. First try. Got it. Nailed it. Um, <laughs> I bet you they leave all that in. If I was editing it, I would. You would leave all, Absolutely. all of it. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> Um, but hey, on, today on this very special episode, we are talking about Easter eggs. In the last segment, we talked about some of the Easter eggs. The Wait, in the first segment, we talked about literal Easter eggs. Li well, literal and kind of not. 
Fake we, literal Easter eggs. Easter egg replacements. Yes. Yes. Second segment. Easter eggs. Cinematic in Easter nerd eggs. Stuffs. We're good at this. We're doing great. <laughs> we we did. We talked about if in case you're just now joining us on LTN Radio or if it's been three weeks since you have started this podcast and maybe it is just on. Sometimes this happens to me where like ah. I will, I'll start it because I'm mowing the lawn and I let it play through uh-huh. until I'm done mowing the lawn and it, the podcast is not done. Uh-huh. And then I come back to it and it's the middle of a thought. And so oh, if that's yeah. happening to you yep. right now, if you're mowing your lawn right now, <sighs> yep. it, sorry about that. But if, if you're if you're just coming back, all about Easter eggs. We talked about um, Easter eggs in video games and almost specifically Pixar because that's that's kind of where Anna lives right there. I mean, yeah. Hmm. I was thinking about like, I should really just watch Pixar movies looking for them. But then I was trying to think of like maybe some other Easter eggs in other films and I just don't care about them. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. None take it. Sorry, other films. Because mm. other films are listening. I guess there's one I can think of. No, oh, you missed your boat. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Maybe next year. Okay. Yep. Uh, I only say that because we have to move forward. <laughs> we have to move forward. In this segment, we're going to be talking about some of the Easter eggs that are in the Bible. The Bible. Specifically <clears throat> in as much as they pertain to Jesus. And I know what you're thinking. Wait, you? Easter eggs. Aren't those like some pagan ritual thing? Do you really that want to came go down about? that road? Because they can't be in the Bible. Yeah, we're not talking about any of that. <laughs> I thought you were going there. We did not talk about that or anything. No, we just mean it in the fun little like sneak, sneaky peek way <laughs> of, you know, never mind. <laughs> never mind. Sneaky peek the, way way. That you, <laughs> the way that you're looking at me. <laughs> yeah, now I'm really sad that this is not videoed because, oh man, it's just... <laughs> You got on that train and just couldn't get off of it. <laughs> Speaking of runaway trains, there are so many references to Christ that we believe as Christians point towards Jesus from the Old Testament. There are just one-to-ones, parallels that you can draw between people in the Old Testament. I'm going to give you a couple of examples of the people. We're not going to talk about the examples, but people like Adam and how he was like Christ. Noah, how he pointed towards Jesus, and Abraham, and Melchizedek, and Joseph, and we've also got David, and Moses, and Joshua. I think think Isaac. Samuel. Isaac pointed to Christ more than Abraham. Yeah. Well, but still did, though. You know, the father of many nations, yada, yada, yada. You got Elijah, and Elisha, um, and Anna's favorite, Zerubbabel. That's right. And Joshua. Um, Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel. And so, I mean, there that's just a few people. It's not even an exhaustive list. It's just a few people in Scripture that you can draw parallels between, like, being the Christ-like character or the anointed one or pointing towards the coming Messiah. Mm-hmm. As if, almost as if God was preparing his people for such a, a time as this. If you are new to this and you want to see and like have a beginner's guide read the jesus storybook bible for children i'm not trying to be demeaning here i'm just saying 
that book is awesome about like, here mm-hmm. is an Old Testament story and how it's all about Jesus. Yes, that is the whole point of that. That it, it, it is a children's storybook Bible. Let's be real. So maybe don't take it to church on Sunday morning when your pastor says, turn it's fine, your, I won't judge you. Turn in your copy of God's word to, you're not going to find it in yours. So don't even, don't even try. Um, but it <laughs> yeah. is good. It's, it is really good um, mm-hmm. and fantastic. But what we're going to be talking about a little bit here is that in the New Testament, there are so many times where they call back to where the Messiah was prophesied in the Old Testament. And now just real quick before we get into it, we're not going to get real deep into all these. We don't have time. 20 minutes is barely enough time to read this list, let alone talk about even half of them. So we're not going to talk about even half of them or read the whole list that I have in front of me. We've kind of cherry picked a couple that we think might be uh, good for this conversation and good for you to think about as you go to church on Sunday for Easter. And as you think about, as you're listening to this podcast and in the days, weeks, and months ahead. So, I mean, in Matthew alone, there are over 50 references to the Messiah call back to the Old Testament. Okay. And that's just in Matthew alone. Um, there are two very specific areas in the Old Testament that you can just kind of go to and hover at. If a uh, hover in rather, if you want to, kind of pull out some some really easy parallels between a Messiah or a Christ-like figure and Jesus. And that would be Psalm 22 and Isaiah 53. Um, Psalm 22 talks about uh, drawing parallels between um, uh, the righteous, the cry of a righteous man and his suffering. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's like very crucifixion centered. Very much so. Um, and the suffering of Jesus in the end. Yep. And, and we get the, we get the back and the forth of, uh, you know, uh, Jesus being abandoned, um, or this we'll say the character cause it, they didn't know that it was Jesus back then. Um, the character in, in Psalm 21 or 22 rather being abandoned, mocked, um, his life being poured out like water, being, being pierced in his hands and his feet. Um, and also his garments being divided amongst the people there and throwing dice or casting lots. Do you think they had their like D&D dice? Out? Yeah. I, D20s. Yeah. I mean, I like to think we have dice thrown right here. And I, I like the, uh, the, the uh, percentage die. Didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. Well, you're learning a lot these days. I did. I did learn that this week. Yeah. So maybe they had one. Uh, but I think it's really great that they, um, they just, you know, had some games back then. I don't like what they were doing with them, but they had them. Okay. They had them. And hey, sometimes we use games for things we're not supposed to be there. Then we also have uh, the suffering servant, okay, in Isaiah chapter 53. And talk about things about being despised and rejected, man of sorrows, pierced for our iniquities, crushed for our sins, Lord laying on him, the, you know, the iniquities and the sins of all. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter. He did nothing wrong, um, you know, buried like a criminal. And, um, you know, he was able to make everybody counted as righteous. And so if you hung out in just those two spots, you could probably get a pretty good picture of who Jesus came to be and who he actually was at the time of his death, right? Like it's a pretty easy, almost one-to-one parallel between those two. Mm -hmm. You don't have to reach very far. You don't have to do anything. But... 
we kind of want to step back even just a little bit from that and say, what are th- those aren't really Easter eggs, right? Sure. Those are it's just like, oh, yeah, no, it's it's like it's like Jesus though, right? Yeah. We're gonna look at some of the some of the little a little bit more than needy greedy there. Like if you if you didn't know the one story that probably almost everybody knows about Jesus because people come to, uh, to one of the two stories they know about Jesus. Because they, they come to church on Christmas and Easter. Christmas and Easter. So yeah. they know about his birth and they know about his death. Yeah. And maybe even his resurrection, right? Yeah. Hopefully. And so uh, we're going to we're gonna dive a little bit deeper and go into a couple of different areas. So without further ado, um, Anna, where do you want to start? Well, I was, we, we went through all of these and we talked about addressing the virgin birth. And I was like, no, not, let's not do that one. Mm-hmm. But I, because, I mean, there are people who debate that, that are like, even now to this day, people are still claiming virgin births. And so it's like, you know, for yeah. someone to say that, that's not actually unique. It's like, okay, maybe I could concede that that isn't unique, but is it just sheer happenstance that a person who fits all of this other criteria also has a mother who claims that this is a virgin birth? Yeah. Like maybe that's not a coincidence, you know? So um, one of the things that I thought was interesting and pretty specific was the mention of Galilee mm. in particular. Um, you, uh, there, yeah. Isaiah talks about um <clears throat> the, about Galilee and yeah. So that's Isaiah nine, one and two. Uh, and it says this, it says there will be a time in the future when Galilee of the Gentiles will be filled with glory. Galilee the, of the Gentiles. <laughs> scoff, scoff. The people, you don't say scoff, scoff. Can anything come out of Galilee? Anything, um, can anything good come out of Galilee? That's what I was trying to say. Yes. That's the, that's in the, that's in the brand new Testament. Um, the people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. That's Isaiah 9, 1 and 2. Right. And then that's reflected <clears throat> in the New Testament, actually two different spots. Um, uh, in Luke two thirty nine and 40, it says Jesus' parents uh, returned home to Nazareth in Galilee. There the child grew up healthy and strong. Pause to give you a chance to finish it what? because that's where it ends for me. But you always wanted oh, to. Oh, that he grew in wisdom, wisdom and in and stature, stature yeah. and favor with God and man. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and then also continue in uh, Matthew eleven one. It says Jesus finished. Uh, Jesus finished teaching his twelve disciples, and then he went out to teach and preach in the towns of Galilee. Right. So I mean, the fact that he was Galilean was significant even at that time, and maybe that's been like. You know, Luke, Luke specifically was a detail oriented kind of guy. He really was. And so he did a lot of tying things together. So I don't know if that's why Galilee is mentioned so much, but it is, you know, it was, it was a notable thing because again, it wasn't like, it's like he was coming from the wrong side of the tracks sort of or oh, yeah. something. Yeah. Um, you know, so that seemed, that seemed notable. Um, yeah. I, I, I even, I wonder like what, what that would be for us today. And so really just put it into your context, whatever place you think that just nothing good would ever have come, come from in your local space, because that's mm-hmm. kind of what they thought about Galilee in that time. So that's actually, that's kind of a big one, right? Like, Hey, the, the Messiah, the savior of the entire world mm-hmm. is going to come from the least susceptible place. Right. Yep. 
the, our, our next one is uh, this pretty specific little passage in mm. Isaiah 42. If you'll read it, sure. and you'll notice that it starts to sound a lot like something else. Isaiah 42, chapter or chapter 42, verse 1 says this. Look at my servant, whom I strengthen. He is my chosen one who pleases me. I have put my spirit upon him. And that... Mm. So obviously that sounds a lot like when Jesus was baptized. Mm, yes. Um, when he's, you know, John baptizes him, he comes out of the water and then it's the heavens opening up and the spirit descending upon Jesus like a dove and this voice that says, this is my beloved son in whom I, well, some people say on, on whom my favor rest or in whom I am well pleased. Yeah. Depending on your translation and honestly, uh, what, what, uh, what gospel are you reading out of? Yeah, sure. So, yep. Yep. But yeah, that's that's the correlation there mm-hmm. is that <laughs> Isaiah pretty specifically says that this is the one. Mm-hmm. This is how this is going to happen. And then sure enough, it happens at the baptism. And so um, it's it's crazy uh, because this is the marker. This is when John's like, this, this is the guy. Mm-hmm. This is him. Um, it's not me. You think it's me. I promise you it's not. Um, it's just interesting since they've known each other their whole lives. Yeah. I would like to, you know, man, I, I, I would watch that reality TV show. I really would. Are you seen the chosen? I have, oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> no. Actually, I haven't seen season three. I haven't seen season three either. I was talking to somebody about that this week and I need to do that. Yeah. Um, so another one. We will binge it on Easter. Ooh. No, we're not going to do that. Oh, okay. No, sorry. Um, so this is one that we talk about a lot at this time of year, um, as well, especially like last Sunday. Oh, <laughs> I was like, do we? I guess, I guess. We do. I guess we do. We don't we really do. talk about it in this context, but yes. Uh, this is a, it's a donkey one. <laughs> the donkey one. <laughs> it's a donkey one. A donkey. Now, uh, where it, it's talking <laughs> about um, Zion's king in Zechariah 9.9. Is talking to Zion about her, about her king coming to her, mm. and that he is going to come riding on a donkey. Shout in triumph, O people, O people of Jerusalem! Look, your king is coming to you. He is righteous and victorious, yet he is humble, riding on a donkey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that is obviously a big deal because in the new in the New Testament, mm-hmm. in um, Mark eleven. It's one of the places that talks about it yep. where Jesus is pretty specific with, with his disciples, like, Hey, you need to find the colt of a donkey. Not even the, not even the big donkey. He found the little, the, yep. the little guy, the tiny one mm-hmm. and came in riding on that instead of the war horse, you know, and they, and they were about it like when it happened and then they almost immediately forgot. Um, oh yeah. So that's cool. But that to seems be fair, again there was like a lot going on. Again, we're talking deep cuts here, okay? Like deep cuts, and so these aren't like things that are r- like readily on the minds of all the people because even all of even all of the Jews at the time, like they didn't have all of the prophecies of the Messiah mm-hmm. on their brains at all times. Kind of in the same way, it's not really the same because they were they actually know a lot more of their Bible than we do of our Bible now. 
mm-hmm. if I'm being real. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the same way of, you know, like you can have a conversation with a Christian. They'll go, I don't think that's in the Bible. And you're like, what are you like an idiot? Because it's like right there. I don't know. I was looking stuff up for this and nowhere in any of the gospels. Does it talk about Jesus beard being pulled out? And I was like, wait, what? (gasps) Yes, it does. (laughs) And then I looked and it's not unless it's Della effect. Maybe if it's somewhere like in something, I don't. Yeah. I Um, didn't find it. It's in the passion of Christ. Well, the, the, the it talks about it in the Old Testament. It, it like there is a prophecy about it in the Old Testament, and they're like, it was Roman tradition to yeah. pull the beards of criminals out. It's the Gospel of Gibson. So yeah, Mel Gibson. <laughs> and I'm like, certain. what? I feel very certain that on one week of Awana, <laughs> we talked about this. <laughs> I bet you did. And then you all went to go see the Passion of the Christ, and your parents no, had to sign a release form. No, but it there was like this sort of in-service thing where they brought somebody in to talk about like. Do you remember? Were you there yes, for this? Probably. I, I, I mean, so Bubba did, and I actually attended the same Awana club together, but did not know each other no, at all. Huh. Like, I don't remember you being there at all, but we had to be there no, at my, the same time. My dad met my, my stepmom yeah. at that church while so, I was attending Awana and running in circles and knocking over, uh, picking up beanbags and knocking over bowling pins. Did you run in the armory? No. It what was in that? the new. It, what? What is the armory? We'll talk about this later. Okay. The sorry. armory. You don't need it. Yeah. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. <laughs> so you were in like the carpeted. Oh yeah. Sanctuary. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We definitely attended that club together. Okay. That. I didn't know it had a name. The arm. What? The armory. Is that the, the name? No, of that the was space? a different building. The like the gym. It was a different building. Yeah. No, I was there for the other building. I didn't know it had a name. Oh. Yeah, it wasn't a gym though. It was like a military building. No, I didn't anyway. care, honestly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah. this guy came in and talked about like, this was a phase, I guess, of, I don't think that youth groups and children's ministries bring people in to talk about how Jesus was tortured brutally anymore. Uh, but that was definitely being done when we were kids. Multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> multiple times we had, like, we had people that came and talked to us about cults and wicca and satanism <laughs> yes, and we did. like it was gnarly <laughs> yeah yeah we did gnarly and um and i was thinking actually recently about like do we tell our kid like should is that something we should do with our kids because in a way i'm like it's good and sobering to know the depth of suffering. Not right now. That Jesus went through, but I'm like, no. When is the <laughs> anyway? I can't even get them <laughs> to not bite each other and stuff like that. Like, to not bite each other? Yes. You're afraid they're gonna do that to each other? I don't think I don't they're know. gonna do I don't that wanna, to each other. I don't know. Come at this on. Point, I don't know. Come man. on now. Anyway, anyway, uh, we're, we're off about? on a tangent. Um, uh, we were talking like about said, Jesus' we'll talk about beard being pulled out. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, there was that part about none of Jesus bones being broken, uh-huh. which was significant. Cause uh, this is something that I learned in the, um, you know, the in services with the people talking about torturing Jesus Yep. that typically at that time, 
when you had a person who had been hanging on a cross for long enough and they just weren't dying, one of the things that you could do to kill them off faster was to break their legs. Then when they pulled him down, they're like, oh, no, he's already dead. Yeah. Which meant that his bones stayed intact. Um, And so that's significant because it kind of leads into to to one of the other ones that we have here that he was laid in a rich man's grave. Um, Those two kind of coincide with each other because as Joseph of Arimathea requested the body of Jesus. And so Joseph of uh, Joseph was this was a guy who had for lack of a better way to put it, maybe it's the perfect way to put it. He was a disciple of Jesus. He was a very rich man who had come to accept the teachings of Jesus and him as the Messiah. And if you watch um, the Mel Gibson adaptation of this whole story, this, he's the one who helped carry Jesus this, cross. Okay, so but see, here's the thing. <laughs> Here's the thing. Again, not expressly stated in scripture, nope, it's but that not. is church tradition. Is it church that, tradition? That is church tradition that Joseph That was of the first time I had heard of that. Was the one who carried the cross. Now, does that mean that's what happened? We'll never know. That, well, yeah. Um, I mean, until I'll have to ask until we get Gibson. to heaven. Yeah. Cuz he apparently knows. But all that being said, it leads into that because whenever he went and he requested the body of Jesus, um Pilate sent his people to to the cross to basically go get him because it wasn't like Pilate was watching all this go down. He wasn't. Um, he was actually surprised that Jesus was dead mm. because Jesus had given up his life. And so um, it's it's really crazy. You can you can kind of compare those uh, with Psalm thirty four twenty. That's the the prophecy, and then the actualization being John nineteen thirty two, basically through thirty six. Um, that's the, the, the bones being broken, but, Oh, okay. I've got it. Yeah. Um, but then you've got, uh, Isaiah 53, 11 says my righteous servant. Oh no, no, no. I'm sorry. Isaiah 53, nine, rather he'll be buried like a criminal and he was put in a rich man's grave. Mm-hmm. And then you take that and you, you kind of lay that up against Matthew 27, 59 through 60. And it actually kind of lays it out. It says that Joseph of Arimathea was a wealthy man. He was a rich man and he laid Jesus in his tomb, which he had carved out of the side of the mountain. And one thing that I guess had just completely, I didn't, I I never caught it before. I love this about scripture that there are still things that no matter how many times I've read them, still stuff jumps out at me. Like it's the first time I've ever read it. Um, And maybe that's just my poor memory, but either way, uh, that Joseph was the one that rolled the stone. And it said that after he had rolled the stone, he then left. Now, not like he did it himself, but he was the one that had the stone rolled in front of it. So really right. interesting. Um, I'll have to look it up. Yeah, well, I, I just did. So well, don't take my word for it. I, I am. I'm yep. going to look it up. Um, but it's it's really interesting. I didn't believe the internet about Jesus' beard, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's really interesting to kind of look at all that. And as we start to wrap here, because again, we're just skipping across the top of these things, barely even having conversations like a, like about a stone. it. We had, we had more. Like a skipping stone. More conversations about Awana um, than we did about any of these actual prophecies. But I will say this. It is worth looking into, um, even if you are not a person who subscribes to the Christian faith. It's worth looking into 
and really coming to your own conclusions. Um, Anna and I were talking about this before we were rolling is there are so many arguments against each and every one of these things. But the beauty of it is this. And if there is any sort of a gospel message that we can give in this time of, um, you know, Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection that brings the hope for us, um, without his resurrection, honestly, all this stuff is just story. None of it, none of it carries any of the weight. Um, he is not better than any other thing that has ever been said or taught ever before. It is his resurrection that shows his power over death. But as we look at these things, um, it's worth knowing that if an, if an argument, a good argument is what got you into Jesus, then another good or better argument can get you out of Jesus. It's about experience. It's about the things that we know to be true and that we can feel and see happening in us and in the world around us. In Revelation, it talks about the things that will help us overcome. First of all, what do we overcome? We overcome Satan, the accuser, um, which is really what that means. The accuser, the one who hurls the accusations at us um, and about us. And the way that we overcome those things is by the very thing that we're talking about right now, the blood of Jesus, by the blood of the lamb. But the very next thing is also by the power of our testimony. So that's the experience and the experiences that we have in Jesus and in this world. So as we wrap this segment, ponder those things. Think about them. Um, you don't necessarily have to immediately believe the things that we believe about Jesus. Anna and I, we love him fiercely. We try as best as we can to live a life that is holy and pleasing in, in his eyes so that at the end, on the day of judgment, which we believe to be a real true thing, that he will say to us, well done, my good and faithful servant. Not that we did everything perfectly, but that we lived a life that was holy and pleasing um, and brought him honor. And so um, thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Um, you'll hear another one on Sunday if you go to church. I guarantee it. But we'd love to leave you guys with a little bit of something here. So don't go anywhere. When we come back, we have a nerdy recommendation for you and a church nerd's memory verse. Ooh, a super special one, right, Anna? It's going to be so special because we definitely know what it's going to be. And uh, more on that right here on the Church Nerds Podcast. Thank you for listening to LTN Radio, and we've got something special to announce. If you've been listening to our station on the Live 365 smartphone app, LTN Radio now has its very own standalone app for Android and iOS. This app is simple and straightforward, but it also offers options like harding tracks you want to keep track of to look up later, or you can even buy the track by clicking the shopping cart icon. The app will showcase what is currently playing and the last few tracks that have played. We'll even be able to send notifications for big event reminders. To download the app, simply search for LTN Radio in your phone's app store. And while it's downloading, we'd love it if you scrolled down and gave our station a five-star rating. And share the app with people who love Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie too. Thank you again. Christian Radio has gone to the nerds.
Well, to close out this very special episode, the Easter, Easter extravaganza. extravaganza. We have to stop. No, we did it. Well, <laughs> this is the last time, so it's fine. <laughs> I hate that we're saying that together now. No, it's you don't because you look me right in the eyes to make sure that we did it at the same time. <laughs> it's too much. Well, it's over now. To close out this show, we do have a nerdy recommendation. And that recommendation is most excellent. Oh, most excellent, as uh, Bill and Ted would say, um, is a game called Egg Farmer. And honestly, I cannot remember if we have said this game many, 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 many moons ago. Yep. We've already recommended it. Too bad. <clears throat> this is your punishment for not buying it. Mm-hmm. Um, I will tell you, this game is only available on Etsy, or maybe if like some random person like us has an extra copy of it, which we do, we have one extra copy of it, but this game is called Egg Farmer and it is by Stephen Hop Steve Hopkins. I bet he would really hate it that I called him Stephen, Steve Hopkins, <laughs> and it is published by Watkey Games. Like I said, you can only get this game on Etsy. I think that they make it themselves probably really? i think i remember it being shipped to us from england oh, it is yeah locally made in the uk is what it says here uh and you can get it for 18 pounds yeah i don't even know what that is in if dollars. you like beatrix potter illustrations you will probably like this game at least aesthetically okay so the four people who know who that is <clears throat> are you kidding me right I don't now know who that is and i'm looking right at it What's a beach? 15 years with you, and now I'm starting to rethink this. Marriage. Beatrix Potter, the author and illustrator of Peter Rabbit? Oh, yeah. Next time you, you say Peter Rabbit. Just lead with that. Oh gosh. Anyways, this is kind of a pressure luck card game, and we recently played it. Um, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, Caleb. I've played this in the last like month. Yeah. And I remembered. Yeah. How much I actually like this game. Yeah, it's a pretty fun little game. You're trying to, you're trying to collect, you gotta, you gotta collect chickens and they're laying and you're trying like, as you lay as many eggs as you have chickens every turn and you're trying to save them up. You're trying to spend them in this order game, to defend your farm from all the little foxes. This game foxes. is very apropos because the eggs are currency. Mm-hmm. Foxes and, um, Rats. I think there's a golden egg. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So anyway, go and check it out. We'll have links in the show notes and in the, in the description and all that good stuff. And uh, hey, you know what? We'll even give our copy away. We'll do we'll do a giveaway. Go and hang out with us. Here's the deal. We tried to give this away before. We have a lot more of an active community now. And nobody did the thing that we said to do, which was probably something really easy, like just sharing it and mentioning it to us or something and n nobody nobody did ever we'll do have, the thing we'll, ha so. we'll have this post on on facebook and on twitter probably maybe even instagram i'll say facebook and twitter for sure and of the people that either share it or comment on it mm -hmm. what if somebody just comes up to us in person and is like i want that egg give game. me that game give me the eggs we're gonna do it uh, if we still I, have does it. Does that mean that I have to? Oh, yeah, don't we? <laughs> huh? Oh, if we still have it. If we still have um, it. Or are you just going to draw efficient? a hard line and be like, you have to share it? Yeah, you sorry have if you don't share. live near us. 
I guess. Um, I don't know. Uh, so like I said, we're still figuring it out. Who knows? Who body even knows how we're going to do this thing? But I would say follow us on social media at Love Thy Nerd on all major platforms. Yeah. Hey, read this podcast, y'all. We don't even have enough ratings to like get us anywhere. And I know people listen to, to us. Huh? Where do you want to go? What do you mean? Where do I want to go? You said to get us anywhere. Where are you trying, like, trying to go? To for our our podcast is still unrated on Spotify oh, because no. we don't have enough ratings. Well, to be fair, I just did mention at the beginning of this podcast that this was like the last episode of this era. <sighs> so rate it or don't rate it. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but what you can do is go and follow Love Thy Nerd on social media. You could also do that. Yeah. yeah. Hey, yep. Probably, Anna, probably better use of your time. Do we have a church nerd's memory verse? We do. I got to get a drink of water first, though. Okay. Yep. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> first time. Yep. I got you. I have had a little like, there's a lot of pollen in the air right now. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. my voice is not awesome. Anyway. Perfect day for a podcast. What I was trying to say is, this is actually... um. First Corinthians 13, no, I'm sorry. First nope. Corinthians 15, three and four, which as we mentioned, Awana before, this is part of the sparks code, um, according to the scriptures, A and R and rose again, according to the scriptures and rose again, first Corinthians oh, 15, it. three and four. It's very Spar. important. Spar. Yeah. S-P-A-R-K-S. Huh? K? K is for keep James two ten. What's the S? S is for saved, Acts 1631B. Okay. All right. Yep. I remember all of, wow. I remember all of it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it works, people. Okay. So now first Corinthians 15, 3 says, Christ died for our sins, just as the scripture said, and he was buried, and he was raised from the dead on the third day, just as the scripture said. Just as the scripture said. The scripture said it yep. in all of the Easter eggs. So that wraps up the Easter extravaganza show. And also all of the, if you guys haven't heard the word Easter egg enough, um, hopefully either Easter or eggs is you, you never want to hear either of those words again. We have said them enough in this podcast, but that is going to do it today. And also for a while for the church nerds, I'm not saying we're not coming back. I'm not saying that. Just for special things, special, special occasions. Things. Yeah. I, like I said, it, Coker, Radio Matt, we're talking about some things about maybe getting on a less consistent schedule. But I don't I don't want to mm -hmm. I don't want to hold on to something and stretch it out if it's not going to if it's not going to hit the way that it, we want it to hit, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I think that what we're going to do is we're going to take a little bit of a hiatus. We'll be back for special stuff. We'll hit you guys during Christmas Eve and, you know, we'll do maybe a couple other episodes here and there. But thank you so much for going on this journey with us. This was something that Anna and I have loved to be a part of. Um, it was for us, this was the thing that we got to do together for a mm -hmm. long time. If you don't remember the the genesis and the, you know, the, the start of this story, um, there was a disconnect between you and I and what was going on with at the time game church. And then later on into love thy nerd felt like on your end, I'm telling your story, but it felt like, like there was, I was doing my thing and you were just kind of 
being drug along or existing yeah. um, outside <clears throat> of it. Not sure what, where my place was or how yeah. to participate, considering that I'm not an avid video gamer and I don't watch anime and yeah. just, you know. Felt like you didn't fit or belong in the space. And so we were mm. able to find a way and a place where it made sense. And what we found was this was encouraging to other people who didn't necessarily maybe feel like they fit or belonged in the space as well. And for those of us who are nerdy, it was a good view of, I don't, can't even tell you how many people I had come up to me and go, the things that you guys talk about are the exact things that we talk about in our house. <laughs> my wife and I have the same conversation. I was just having that conversation with my friend the other day. And so thank you. Continue to share these stories with us and also go back and share any of the other previous episodes that we have in Church Nerds, any of the future episodes that we have with people that you think would work, um, that they would be beneficial for. Um, and so again, thank you. Can't thank you enough. This is not it. There's going to be plenty of stuff from Love I Nerd. Um, and we can still just be personalities. Yes. The church nerds. Absolutely. And hey, you know what? Uh, Anna and I, we're still doing a ton of stuff around Love Thy Nerd. This is not us leaving Love Thy Nerd. Sweet baby yeah. Jesus. This is creating space so that our life doesn't implode. Yep. Um, a lot of a lot of things in my life recently have been admitting my own limitations yeah. and making necessary changes so that I am not crazy. Yeah, a little bit of self-care. Uh, yeah, yeah. Not that this was a like super draining thing, but it, I've just had a lot on my plate. Yeah. And, and again, the puking. <laughs> Not us, <laughs> but other people. But, yeah. yeah, it's just it's just hard to find a time. And so instead of doing this poorly, we'll just take a break. And do it well. And come back and do it well again. Do maybe. it well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, I think that's going to do it. Once again, I'm Bubba. I'm Anna. And we'll catch you later, alligator. <laughs> After a while, crocodile. Sometime in the future on another episode of Church Nerds. And as always, if no one else tells you this, just remember it's true. Jesus loves you, nerds. Bye. Bye.